You thought I was dead. <laughs> you thought I was dead. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Our City, Our Life, Our Milwaukee podcast. My name is Luke Roscoe. Yes, I am alive. Uh, uh, we are recording right here on November 3rd, Election Tuesday, 2020. All sorts of crazy stuff that might go down. Who knows? New president, old president, civil war. Uh, it is yet to be determined. Uh, but nevertheless, we are here. Packed show for you today uh, on a Tuesday. And I say that because, yes, we are back. Uh, we had little technical difficulties with the publishing of the podcast. Uh, I did work that out. Uh, and now we are back on a Tuesday. We're going to do this every Tuesday, 8 a.m. So it's going to be out in the morning, 8 a.m. on a Tuesday. We'll shift it uh, a little bit to just be more accommodating for my schedule and hopefully for your schedule. Then you have all day Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday to listen to it, which is good. Uh, but nevertheless, we got a packed show for you today. We're going to talk everything uh, from the corona is now spiking. We got a little bit of an election here. Uh, the Bucks and the uh, Packers have, 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 have failed me. Uh, the new uh, couple of new buildings are coming up quicker than we think. Uh, Giannis, very important to Milwaukee. And of course, the city of Milwaukee has more problems than they can imagine, uh, as now they're running into some budget trouble with the very, ever so very, very, very controversial hop. <laughs> That's right. So we'll discuss it uh, coming up. But I first want to talk about the corona, uh, because yes, this is a big topic. I know, a big topic. Apparently, it's spiking again. And, uh, I think there is being something is being a little bit missed with this whole thing, and I feel like we we've we've got to kind of use our senses and our eyes and our ears and kind of put the pieces together. Now I'm no epidemiologist. I'm not taking sides. I'm not blaming. All I'm saying is is what I'm observing through my eyes, ears, mouth, and nose. There's always a smart man argument, and there's always a dumb man argument to everything. At least in my mind, the dumb man argument is what he can plainly see with his eyes. The smart man uses what he sees with his eyes and connects it with, with what he hears with his ears and connects it with what he tastes in his tongue i don't know but he puts it all together into one kind of coherent story and that's what i'm trying to do here now obviously the corona is spiking now my only my only concern with that would be is now there's all sorts of uh, talk about you know lockdowns and we got to restrict capacity and we're blaming all the politicians like we like to blame all the politicians and i'm not going to get into that however i will say though is i'll ask you how many of you celebrated easter this year easter 2020 not many crickets, right? <laughs> Not many, because that was the that was the peak of the pandemic, right? How many of you celebrated celebrated Halloween last Saturday? I would bet there's probably a lot more of you. At least I know I did. I celebrated Halloween. I did not celebrate Easter. Uh, and I saw a lot of families, kids, uncles, aunts, dads, moms, cousins, brothers, sisters, trick-or-treating on my block, street, neighborhood. Uh, they were all out and about. Our neighbors were out and about. They were partying until, until 1 o'clock in the morning, which, whew, not for me, but they, they were having a grand old time. And uh, I, I just, I feel like that's very... Uh, revealing to the situation we are with this pandemic. Now, I agree. Uh, you can, you know, you could show me the data and you could show me that the lockdowns and this and that and this and that work, right? Great. Lockdowns, restaurants, 25% capacity, everybody's safe. I, awesome. I would love that. But I feel like that 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 is missing one big step, and that is what people are actually thinking, what the normal average Joe is thinking, not what the Journal Sentinel is telling you, not what CNN is telling you, not what Fox News is telling you, but what are actual people doing, people that just live life, people that are just Midwestern folk, people that are just Milwaukeeans, that have a job, that own a restaurant. That, go, that have kids that go to school, what are they doing? And I feel like that is what is led to this uptick. It's not necessarily that we the, the restaurants open too quick because the restaurants have been open since May. <laughs> I mean, why didn't it spike in June <laughs> if, if that was in fact the case? Uh, because, again, nobody celebrated Easter. People are celebrating Halloween. Uh, and 
I observe that a lot of people are moving on with their life. I Not that they're over it, not that they're not scared of it anymore, not that they're not concerned, not that they're not uh, willing to wear the mask or, you know, social distance in the target line. But the fact that they're just living life, their kids are back in school. <laughs> the the corona has become very political. I don't think anyone anyone with with any common sense will acknowledge that this has nothing to do with politics. I mean, come on, people. I mean, the lines have been drawn in the sand. And when you think about that, and you look at it, and when did this whole big spike start? Well, I don't know. It was right around football season, <laughs> right around the Green Bay Packers football season. And where was the big hot spot in Wisconsin? Oh, I don't know, Green Bay. And no one talked about this, but I thought of this too, saying those. Those Green Bay Packer crazy super fans up there, which no shade towards them, love those people, uh, that get, you know, face painted in green and gold face paint and put the frozen cheese head on their head every game for the last, you know, 50 years. Now, when they're not allowing fans in the stadium, they're just going to stay home and watch this one, you know, by themselves. Uh, hell no. It's a prominent, it's a predominantly Republican area. Uh, they're not stinking. They're not doing that. They're going out and partying. And guess where the spike is? Oh, Green Bay. Uh, so I think there is a little bit of that. And obviously politics plays a part of that. But again, you just see what normal people are doing. People have been celebrating Halloween for people were out trick or treating. <laughs> there was a lot of people trick or treating. I was kind of surprised by the amount of people that were trick or treating. I mean, it was normal turnout. People that live, the kids, their their kids are in school. Uh, they they they've got that to worry about. They've got other things to worry about. People that had restaurants or had jobs or had this or had that or had their their hair salon shuttered during May, March, April, May now suddenly have that to worry about. And the attention is slowly shifting away from the corona. And it's not great for the corona crazy crowd. <laughs> it's 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 great for the this is all a bunch of nonsense crowd. And I'm not saying which crowd I'm in. I'm kind of in the middle. But nevertheless. People are moving forward. Schools are the perfect example. They closed them, right? Yeah, they closed them. Well, not really. (laughs) Predominantly, schools are open. And even in the schools that are open, when they do get somewhat of an outbreak or there's clearly transmission based within the school, not outside the school, they shut down for like 10 days. They don't shut down for the rest of the year. They don't cancel spring break. They don't go nuts. They just 10 days. 10 days, get our feet under us. And that's kind of where America is at. That's kind of where Wisconsin is at. You just see it. There's a big, you know, Trump rallies and you can blame him or not blame him. I don't know. But those people are clearly volunteering to go. Their people are opening up restaurants. Uh, you know, and, and I saw the Journal Sentinel did an article, which, which again, is just, just another example that they had some, again, they interviewed this guy who was in the hospital because he it was was sick with the corona, and again, it was very fear-driven. It was trying to get you worked up, and no offense to the Journal Sentinel. I mean, that's their job to do, but nevertheless, very good. I mean, it's a good piece, good interview. The guy gave a full-fledged interview. Apparently, he was on death row. He's no longer on death row anymore. He's he's recovered, um, and he's given all the—he's blaming every politician in the book about how they couldn't control this, and they couldn't do this, and they should have done this, and they should have done, should have, would have, could have, and then— uh, and then they finally ask him about Tony Evers' new restaurant restriction order. And he goes off on Tony Evers about, <laughs> about how that's the most ludicrous thing ever. After he just bashed every other politician for not controlling the corona. <laughs> and I, my, my first thought was, well, isn't Tony Evers doing what you just blamed every other politician for not doing? Controlling the virus? And so, again, it's, it's, it's attitude. It's perception. It's what people are thinking and doing and believing. And now we got an election. And who knows? There's going to be a civil war. And attention is slowly diverting away from the corona people's lives are picking up again and with that you get a less and less of a concern yes people will wear the masks 
but it's just not that much of a concern. It's not glued to your TV when you're stuck at home for for 24-7, and you just see it. You just see it. And again, my reality could be totally different than yours, but for someone who's who's been around and traveling, when you're in Indiana a couple weeks ago, you just see it. You see people that are kind of moving on, and they're just putting it kind of on the back burner of their life. They're going forward, and uh, we'll see what happens. The next thing I wanted to talk about uh, is the Bucks and Giannis in particular, <laughs> because I saw this, and this is now coming probably a week or two old, maybe three. Uh, but I, I saw this, and this just just bells went off in my head because. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, the Milwaukee Public Museum, their new million bajillion dollar campus, whatever, with the art or with the children, the Betty Byrne Children's Museum and the Normal Museum is going to converge and they're going to have this beautiful campus. And guess where they're putting it? In the Deer District. A hotel. Just what we talked about that. How that's going to land us the 2024 All-Star Game at DNC, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> that is in the Deer District. Also, a new apartment <laughs> high rise is going up in the Deer District. And you see where it's all going in the Deer District. And you know what's in the Deer District and why we call it the Deer District because the Bucks play there and when you, when the Bucks are good, i.e. they have a very good player, preferably someone from Greece who's very tall <laughs> and his name starts with the letter G <laughs> uh, people come and watch the Bucks because they're competitive and they're good and 10, 4, 8 years ago when they were, Jabari Parker was on the team and they sucked, did anyone really watch them? Yeah, some people did. I mean, I watched them <laughs> some people did, but they were bad, they were bad no one, we got a new arena they, they, they're building this whole neighborhood around one guy and that guy is Giannis Antetokounmpo so his significance his his commitment to Milwaukee is not only huge to the Bucks and their relevance and their marketing and their money but it's also relevant to Milwaukee as a whole because if Giannis falls off the earth tomorrow let's just say it falls off the earth and the Bucks get turned back into the Bucks from 2012 and suck you know what? Uh, people aren't going to the games as much. People aren't going and watching playoff games because they ain't in the playoffs. And suddenly that Deer District, suddenly that commercial development, suddenly that that just excitement gets kind of tampered. And it would be unfortunate, and I pray to the Almighty Lord above that he does resign, but not making any guarantees. And we'll touch on one way that they can keep him uh, on our rapid-fire takes uh, towards the end here. But nevertheless... When I saw that the, the Children's Museum was going into the Deer District, <laughs> I realized how much how significant the Bucks' relevance is, and that Bucks' relevance, their competitiveness starts with one man, and his name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about uh, briefly uh, is the uh, Milwaukee City budget. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, <laughs> but uh, oh, not to get too uh, controversial here, because, you know, us Milwaukeeans, <laughs> we get controversial about two things, politics and the hop. Religion, who cares? <laughs> the hop, whether you're for or against the hop. And not to bring up a controversial topic, but I'm going to bring up the hop, because, uh, as you know, when the businesses get shut down, when people are told to stay home, when people don't spend money, there is a broad impact, and one of that impact is a loss of tax revenue. You know, when you go to the pottery store and you buy $20 worth of paint or whatever you buy, and you pay a 5 
0.4 whatever it is, 5.8% sales tax. And that ta- tax goes to the county, to the state, to the to the city, and uh, that then pays for all sorts of things, uh, including police and education and uh, the hop. <laughs> and so the, what the city is realizing is that they shut everything down uh, and they are short big time in terms of uh, tax revenue. They don't have a lot of tax revenue. Uh, and because of that, they don't have a lot of revenue. They don't have a lot of money, a lot of moolah. And uh, guess what's the first thing that's getting the axe? The hop, <laughs> which, <laughs> which again, I'm a hop supporter. I'll come out and admit that. But <laughs> there's a lot of people rejoicing. There's a lot of people disappointed about that. Nevertheless, the hop ain't the only thing getting the axe. But what I did find interesting with the hop is the the city has backed themselves in to a hole that is really bad. Because what happens is when you when they bought when they built this hop, they obviously there was a lot of big expensive project, and so they had to get money from the federal government, from the uh, federal transportation committee or whatever, all these different federal agencies that work to establish public transportation. They just give out money to these cities and to these states to build public transportation because that's obviously benefits the community and that's what government does and yada yada yada. yada. Um, but basically, if the Milwaukee government uh, decides to axe the hop, stop the hop, because they don't have the money to pay for it from their tax revenue uh, or their parking you know, meter revenue because no one went downtown to park because no one was allowed to leave their house, <laughs> um, then they have to stop the hop and are therefore in violation of all their contracts uh, and all the money and all the grants that they got from the federal government, meaning they're sh- they would have to pay the federal government $66 million, $66 million for violating their agreement. Their agreement was they're going to take the money and put a public transportation system in that will benefit the people of Milwaukee. If they ax the hop, no more public transportation. <laughs> so uh, they're in violation of that. No difference than me asking for $10 million from the you know Catholic Church to go fight you know p- poverty in Africa and spend it in on a beach house in the Hamptons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> violation there. <laughs> the money was not intended for that. So they're in a predicament, and uh, I would not want to be in that predicament. The other thing that they got is defund the police. Obviously, a big controversial, uh, you know, has popped up recently, and uh, the police are getting defunded whether you like it or not. And not only are the police getting defunded, but the library is getting defunded, and education getting defunded, and the salaries are getting defunded, and the city clerk is getting defunded, and everyone else is getting defunded because there ain't no more moolah. And when you don't have cash, life is tough. And the city, I think, is going to learn that the hard way. I don't know what they do. All I know is taxes are going to get hiked. (laughs) That's my prediction. So I don't know. All right. Uh, I did want to shift briefly to some kind of rapid fire takes kind of stuff that I saw that doesn't, you know, get its uh, full, full, uh, you know, four minutes or whatever. I usually give a big, big topic kind of rapid fire around the city. Uh, first of all, the Hone Bridge is lit. It is currently lit. And I just saw that it will be lit. You guessed it. Red, white and blue for the election. <laughs> Ain't that convenient. <laughs> But nevertheless, I have been a Light the Hone supporter since day one. I have said we need it. I don't know why. I just like having a lit bridge. It's a beautiful bridge. Why not light it? Of course, it's over the sewer, uh, you know, the sanitation sewer place. But that's nevertheless, it is a nice bridge. (laughs) And it deserves to be lit. And it is lit. At least half of it is lit. And on the great grand reveal of lighting the the Hone, they decided to do it, unfortunately, on a really foggy night. foggy night that I went outside and I could not see my hand in front of my face. (laughs) It was that foggy. And uh, there they were trying to lit the bridge, you know, out in the dark, 
vast Lake Michigan. That is its background. Foggy Lake Michigan. They're going to try to light it. Uh, clearly, it did not get the hype it deserved because, you know, you couldn't see the bridge. But nevertheless, the hone is now lit. Rejoice, light the hone supporters. And for those of you who uh, do not support lighting the hone, well, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, the Couture building. The Couture building. I've been saying it, con Contour, uh, but there's no N. It's Couture building. It's something French. Uh, and I uh, <laughs> I saw that they have, not only have they been approved for a certain loan uh, and they secured the financing, but now they're trying to get another construction grant from another federal government agency. Uh, and uh, it is uh, moving along. As the some article I said, uh, I think it was Journal Sentinel, maybe it was Business Journal, I don't know. But one of the two, uh, <laughs> the Couture building could very easily be built in 2022, be done in 2022. Do you know how exciting that is? That is extremely exciting. <laughs> uh, we have waited too long for this stinking building. The massive high rise, our third high rise. I know, very big. No, no matter what three is. <laughs> Number three. Uh, uh, third high rise, gonna have the hop, gonna have retail, it's gonna be right on the lakefront, it's a beautiful building, I'm an architectural development nerd, so I obviously love this, and I just hope it gets rolling, I cannot wait. So, contour maybe be in uh, 2022, that would just be just miraculous. Uh, next thing I uh, briefly touched about is the Brewer, uh, the Bucks and the Packers. Uh, as I touched about this a little bit, are both uh, competitive teams. The Bucks have their star in Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the Packers have their star in Aaron Rodgers. Both very good players. Of course, as we've seen these last couple of years, them by themselves cannot win their respective team's titles, cannot win themselves championships. The Bucks. They, they were eliminated in five games in the second round, and the uh, Packers got blown out in the NFC Championship game. Not good. And what I saw today was appalling, and it made me connect with the Bucks, and it was just not good. A little bit more sports here, but nevertheless, I, the Packers and the Bucks need to do something. They need to trade. They need to get better. They need Milwaukee and Green Bay, not the most glamorous free agent markets, not like Aqua Water Miami. Uh, though I will attest, Lake Michigan is mighty blue. <laughs> Nevertheless, not big free agent markets. They got to get better. And they got to get better to, A, keep Giannis on the team for the Bucs uh, and to keep Giannis in Milwaukee. or for uh, And for, for the Packers, you know, just keep Aaron Rodgers, you know, somewhat competitive. <laughs> I mean, how many how many seasons are we going to waste with him? Nevertheless, uh, the Packers failed to trade, make a trade at the trade deadline. They're going to get a receiver uh, from the, from Houston. Uh, I don't I don't know how good he was or how good he would make it. Of course, they decided that it was just not worth it, which angered me like, you know what, uh, and uh, not good. And the Bucks are very similar in this kind of passive-aggressive mindset in the sense that I have heard, I follow, you know, football and basketball pretty pretty closely, and I have heard a lot of trade rumors, a lot of teams rumors. Every stinking team maybe in the book has had some rumor about some trade that they're planning or want to make. The Bucks are not one of them. <laughs> Zip, zero, nothing. And maybe that's good for them. Maybe that's their way of business. They don't leak anything out, but stuff usually leaks out if it's happening. I mean, people knew where Tom Brady was going before he went. I mean, it just that that happens. So stuff does leak out, and uh, oh well, I would I, I just would, would, would hope that these teams get better, make a trade. The Bucks, in particular, uh, the Packers already blew their shot, and uh, who knows? So uh, sports uh, makes me just aggravating that no one will pull the trigger and get better and finally give this state and city a 
stinking title, nonetheless keep our superstar, but uh, they are in the passive-aggressive mindset, and maybe that's just us Midwestern folk. We just go about our lives. You do you, I'll do me, and we'll, <laughs> we'll just go about our lives. <laughs> but uh, I, it's a shame. Uh, last thing uh, I wanted to talk about is uh, Milwaukee has yet another ranking. <laughs> Uh, yet another title, I should say. <laughs> not basketball, not baseball, not sports. Uh, but yet another title. And I also geek out to this in the sense that I just like to have all these in like a bank in my mind to just spit out people that aren't from Milwaukee. Uh, because people, I don't know, go buy these rankings. I think they mean diddly squat. But when they do come up and they do favor Milwaukee, I boast about them ridiculously. So here we go. Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you guessed it. The fine, great place on a great lake <laughs> was named number two. Numero dos. In the be, uh, in the best on a cities on a list of best cities for virtual workers, <laughs> I don't know exactly know what that means. <laughs> Nevertheless, we are numerados, number two, second place, silver medal uh, for virtual workers. Now that means absolutely nothing about our job market, nothing, absolutely nothing about our our housing, uh, absolutely nothing about our our recent development, uh, absolutely nothing about nothing because when you're virtually working, you stay in your house. <laughs> so. <laughs> there's, there's not much to do. <laughs> oh, virtual workers day is pretty one dimensional. But nevertheless, I think it says a lot. We are yet atop another list. So uh, be proud, Milwaukee. Be proud. <laughs> That is all we have for you today here on the RCDR Life Our Milwaukee Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, oh, I just got the polls. Polls are closed in Georgia. Polls are closing in Georgia 20, 20, uh, 20 minutes ago. So election results are, are coming in, and uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll, Hopefully we'll see you next week, uh, next Tuesday for another podcast, you know, if there is not a civil war. And uh, who knows? We might have a new president. We might have an old president. Who knows? But uh, all sorts of good stuff here on a Tuesday. Hopefully you enjoyed. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, do whatever you have to do, and uh, we'll see you next time here on the RCDR Live R Milwaukee Podcast.